Hi, this is Carol Miller from iHeartRadio's Q1043 in New York. On this UK radio podcast, my friends Alan Thompson and Nigel Pierce give us a snippet of real local British radio. This time, Nigel speaks with a very interesting and authentic West Australian bluesman, Gus McKay. Gus has been a farmer and musician all his life and has released five albums. He has a worldwide audience and a strong European following. And on UK radio, he's speaking with Nigel Pierce. Well, there we are, The Sound of the Zombies from 1964, and I think I'm going out of my head. Now, what I'm going to do, we're going to play something new here on Teen Dreams and Future Radio, 107.8 FM and Swindon 105.5. And we're going to play a great track called The Art of Living, which I personally like, by Australian songwriter, singer, bluesman, whatever you want to call it, The Art of Living from Gus McKay. And afterwards, we're going to have a quick chat with him. So stay tuned and listen to this. Well, there we go. I think that's absolutely fantastic. Uh, it really does sum up the wide open spaces, you know, the weather, the uh, the lyrics, the earthy song, the blues feel. And uh, that was Gus McKay, um, who is an artist who can, I feel is going to be breaking quite big over here. And I'm very pleased to have him on the line. Good day to you, Gus. Good day to you, Nigel. It's nice, you? To, nice to make your acquaintance, and I'm very well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's a bit cool here than probably there, but um, no, it's, um, it's all good. Well, I'm really, really impressed uh, that you're playing me, anyway. Well, the, this is a family show, you know, Gus. You know, we do go out during the day, so we have to be careful what we say, but playing you, I can accept. <laughs> anyway, what gave you the idea for this album? Because, I mean, since Dave gave me um, the sample uh, of it, I must admit, I've been enriched by it, I have to say, because I do love my sort of rock and blues, and uh, you've got a very rock and earthy blues kind of sound. So what sort of inspired you to it? Well, it's interesting because the previous albums have been a bit more, I guess, a bit more gritty. But um, this, I think, because mainly because I, um, this is the second go at recording this material, and the second go I, I played with um, a couple of jazz guys or good, better musicians that I'm used to playing with, and um, I just sort of let them go. And there was a stage during the recording, and, and they both said, "Well, he hasn't stopped us yet," so. <laughs> I just um, let it morph into what it is and what we've got now, really. Well, that's great. But, I mean, how do you feel with the album? I think you must be quite pleased with it. Oh, yeah, no, it's, um, it's a watershed, to be honest, for me. Um, I think it's, it's sort of it's a style, it's an area where I can, I can do a fair bit more work in that. And it suits me because I'm laid back and laconic and it's not too, too heavy. It's sort of almost M.O.R., so now I'm pretty happy with going down that road. The reviews have been good and encouraged me to sort of, you know, continue in that. I think one of the words was psychedelic, dreamy, that sort of thing. So I like moody. So, you know, I'm, I'm really um, encouraged myself, inspired to um, keep writing. I think that's fact. You know, very well wrapped up um, because it is very dreamy, very sort of um, psychedelic mind, not boggling or mind blowing, but mind tripping because uh, it opens up, as I said in my introduction to you, so many themes in in your music. Because I believe that music's like an artist's palette. You know, you you lay the, the um, album track in speaking in vinyl terms is your palette. 
each track is a colour and each track is a mood and then obviously to get that track you as the artist have had to mix so many things in it to get the, you know the final product so I've always looked upon as the artist's palette being the album being the the finished products and when you said it's a watershed I think that ties it up very well I think so um, yeah I did all the artwork myself so um, I'm sort of pretty well heavily involved I think like I'm writing for another album now and I, that's what I really enjoy is just creating something and um, I'm excited I'm looking at going to Berlin to start recording there in a few months so that's great. Now, obviously, we we are, you know, sort of playing teen dreams. We sort of go back a lot in our yesteryears. I mean, it doesn't matter whether you're 50s in period, late 50s to today in, in, in the Muse era of 2018. Every time in your life you're a teenager, we try to tap in on those dreams and relive it. Now... I now, and again, and you're one of those today, like to put in something new because, you know, you are going to be people's teen dreams today if they're in that era, but also you're appealing to a far more mature and um, older audience. So I think that's absolutely fantastic. But going back a little bit, what are your influences? Where did you sort of pick up your, your licks? And oh, your, look, before you, know, you rang, I thought oh, I'd better, better write a few down. But I mean, I grew up with country and the radio in Australia in the 50s and 60s, or 60s mostly, was basically, um, you know, like a jukebox, just ran all different styles. So we picked up on all, mostly American songs and a bit of country. Um, but yeah, Elvis, later on, um, Tony Joe White was a big one for me, but probably 10, 15 years ago. Um, Steely Dan's pretty big influence, up to even today, really. Um, so I guess that sort of... Um, made me not made me but i mean i got that sort of jazz leaning but i still like that earthiness so i i think that's what i'll be looking forward to in the future is keeping that earthiness but just tweaking things a little bit to make them a bit more interesting can i ask you a very cheeky question mm. you didn't mention the beatles because they're my fab band you see oh look i remember the beatles 64 driving down south listening to um you know those early songs and and lately i've actually got into rubber soul and um what's the other one yeah there's two experimental uh, albums that they did um and you know just absolutely amazing i guess i've actually got more into the stones lately than the beatles but i really do respect i saw paul mccartney in 94 in perth and i just wanted to go and see him and it was just just a real pleasure um but i guess we we are what we are and uh, we oh, yeah. tend to pick um, different artists to um, listen to and no, I love the Stones, don't get me wrong. I love I mean, the Beatles and my PS The Resistance, as everybody knows here, and in Swindon. But, I mean, I love the Stones, I love the Who, I love American Rock, Led Zeppelin, you know, Steppenwolf, Sabbath, and you go out to Steely Dan, Bob Dylan. So it's a very wide repertoire that I like. But, um, you know, um, the Beatles, to me, they sit at the top and everything else sort of fans off it. And I think their influence is still today. That's not to say that uh, they're still around, they're not. But their music is their influences. And there's a lot of people that are fifth generation now. Youngsters come on the show here and they say, first thing they say is, dig the Beatles. Now, how come a band like that has got 50 years of influence and it's still there? So that was the only reason I asked. But your stuff, yeah. you seem to come... Do you use a lot of the, what, I did, what was termed, the American Negro blues as an influence? Does that sort of come anywhere within your yeah, remit? Um, it's sort of... Actually, one interviewer, I think, on my website, I've got it, they call it Australicana, like, you know, Americana. So it's more... I think the Americana's what, what I sort of pull off. Um, 
but yeah, Australia Carter is a good term. I mean, Muddy Waters was um, a big one for me, and, and Johnny Winter, those sort of guys. Yeah. Um, it's it's hard. I mean, it's hard to sort of pin down where it all comes from. Um, but it's really, I don't think it matters too much because, in the end, it's getting me where I, I think, you know, as an artist, so this is what I'm. What well, it doesn't matter what's gone for. I'm showing um, myself as a yeah, sort of a, a copy of all those artists, and this is what I am, really. I think. Now, well, yeah, I wouldn't say a copy because I've listened to your album three times, Talisman, which I think is an absolutely. I really do think it's a tremendous album. So, uh, ten out of ten for that Thank one, you. Gus. But um, you. you know the. I don't think you're copying. I think you're mixing. This is why I come back to this artist palette. You're, you're taking one influence, you're taking another, then you're mixing it, putting a bit in with your own and coming out with the final product. So I think copying does yourself down, if I may say. I think okay. mi mixing and implementing, yes. Um, and I think that's great stuff. And, uh, yeah, I love the artwork. I mean, where'd you get the idea for, you know, the picture of you being a truck-driving man? Oh, that's a... I've got a 960 T-Bird, so that's a shot of me left-hand drive Thunderbird um, and um, the bits of orangey coloured bits all over it are just an old car door I found and uh, I just stretched it and made them fit but that was a video I did but I never released but that was a shot that I got and um, you know I'm pretty happy with the, with the artwork it's good I think you should be pretty happy with the album because I really do like the album um, even though as I say maybe I like a bit more commercial stuff that isn't the case. What I play behind the scenes is really, as I say, really stretches the imagination. And I think this album sits in there. It's a little bit of swamp rock. It's a little bit of earth rock. It's a little bit of blues. It's a, it's a little bit of this. And an artist, if you can cover that many genres in one album, I think, as the old saying goes, you're all you're all right by me, mate. <laughs> Cheers. Oh, I'll have a pint. I'll have a pint. Mine's a pint of bitter. But there you go. No, but... <laughs> Gus, you've got a sense of humour, you've got a great... I know that uh, you're a busy man and, uh, you know, we've arranged this with Dave and I'm very pleased to be one of the first, hopefully, you know, to be able to sort of interview in England and uh, sort of bring you across. So we're going to play as we play out in a minute, um, 100 Acres. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that track? Yeah, well, I was a farmer for 20 years or 19 years, so um, it's just... It turned out, I, I thought, oh, it's, you know, literally about ploughing land. But then in the end, I realised it wasn't about, it's not about ploughing the land, it's about life. It's just about going through life and, you know, there's another bit to go. But I did, I did use um, part of uh, my history and, and I guess it, it's something that's not dissimilar in England with farms get passed on from um, father to son and, and whatnot. And um, mum and dad, dad's chained, or mum's chained to the kitchen and dad's uh, locked in the tractor. <laughs> so it's a, it's a bit of both, but I really do think it's about life, about getting through life. Well, I think that's great. Now, um, before you sign off, um, I hope you do very well over here and I hope that you become a, a big force. Have you got any plans to come to the, what you used to term as the mother country? Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, we'll do something in the future. Um, but uh, I'm really, yeah, I'm, like I say, I'm still working on... If I get a good response, well, we can do something, I'm sure. 
Well, I will obviously pass this copy over because I can tell you this copy of the interview is, is also going over to America, and then it'll go out to New mm. York. It'll go out to New York, and then it'll go up on SoundCloud. So you'll be able to pick it up from there, with, and, and obviously put your fans there. Which I hope, I think that you, you you would like to do. I'll make sure that Dave gets a copy. But uh, before we go, I mean, is there any one out, one standout track on the album that you really say, yeah, that's it? You know, that's it. That's the one. I think yeah, the art of living is pretty good. Um, I think because I had promotion in Europe last year, and Bohemian, not Bohemian, Pie-Wanning Suit was really popular. Um, but I think personally, for me, Bohemian Life is probably my favourite. Um, it's like a yeah, it's the strings and the swells. Um, yeah, and no, I really, I think that's a really good track. All right, Gus. Well, we'll play it with this and a little bit of your hundred acres. Can I say thank you very much today for cutting out the time to meet us and obviously have a chat with us? And I hope that you found it enlightening and that you've enjoyed it as much as what I have, because uh, that's what makes the world go round, doesn't it, mate? Absolutely, Nigel. It's been great. I really appreciate you you spending the time talking to me, and um, that you like the album. It's fantastic. I think I really do. So what I'm going to do is ask you to stay on the line and we'll have a quick chat. But for the listeners out there, let's have a little bit of 100 Acres from the great Gus McKay. Thanks, Nigel. You're a legend, mate. That was Nigel Pierce speaking with Australian bluesman Gus McKay. See you next time with more UK Radio.